Welcome to the When I Am Weak podcast. My name is Bethany Sloan and I am your host. So right now we are doing a series on Satan and um, I believe it was a week and a half ago I did an intro to that um, just a little um, I don't know I think it was 10 minutes um, introduction to this series um, so this is going to be part one of our series on Satan. And so today we're going to um, discuss how Satan is a deceiver, a schemer, and he is the father of all lies. There is a movie that came out in 2006 that my husband really likes um, called The Prestige. Prestige? Prestige. Um, It's starring Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. This movie is about two magicians from London in 1890 who start out as friends um, and co-workers but then turn into enemies and competitors after a tragic accident. The two magicians engage in a battle to create the ultimate illusion despite the consequences. Magic has always been entertaining to the world. It it doesn't matter what country or culture you are from. Everyone finds magic tricks interesting. But what most people don't realize is that magic tricks didn't start with humans. I'm not labeling magic a sin or magicians evil, but if you look in the book of Genesis you'll discover that the devil was really the first magician and he is the ultimate illusionist. The word magician means one who performs tricks of illusion and Satan is definitely one who performs tricks of illusion. In this series, we are going to look at some of the titles and characteristics of Satan. One of the titles for the devil is the deceiver. Satan is really good at creating illusions and has been deceiving humans with his magic tricks way before magic became a well-known form of entertainment. April Fools is another example. April Fools is celebrated in, in many places every April 1st and many people find their creative tricks very entertaining don't get me wrong it can be fun to pull pranks on people um my boys especially love to do that but satan is the trickster of all tricksters and he's been playing these deceiving games long before we ever have we see this in genesis chapter 3 i'm gonna read it genesis chapter 3 starting in verse 1 Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. 
When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. So the very first thing we read about the devil or Satan in the Bible is that he is crafty. And not only that, but he is craftier than any other, it says wild animal, some translations say beast, but um, wild animal or beast in the original um, Hebrew means any living thing. So Satan is craftier than any living thing. Humans can tend to think that they are pretty slick. We tend to brag when we pull a so-called fast one on someone else. But according to scripture, Satan is slicker than any human being out there. He is able to pull a fast one on us better than we ever could. And that's exactly what he did to Eve. But notice how Satan fooled Eve. He started with a question. Did God really say? Satan didn't start out his trick by straight out telling Eve not to believe God. He didn't preach to her or give a passionate speech about why he thinks God is wrong. He didn't even really tempt her per se. Um, He did after the question, but he started out by getting Eve to think about it with, with a question. He asked her, Did God really say to get Eve to question her own faith in God? How often does Satan do that with us? Think about this with me for a moment. God's word will say one thing and then we have this thought in our minds asking, did God really say this? For example, we'll think, Did God really say to wait till marriage before having sex? Did God really say we have to forgive every single offense? Did God really say not to let the sun go down upon your anger? Did God really say not to lie all the time? I mean, God probably doesn't care if we lie about little things, right? Satan doesn't only trick us into questioning the truth of the Bible, but also the truth of God's purpose for our lives. Maybe God has placed you in a specific job and Satan comes right along and asks you, did God really tell you to work here? Or he'll question your ability to do the job. Are you really equipped to do this? I hear this question all the time as a parent. God has placed me as the mother of my children and I still hear this question in my mind often. Are you really the best parent for these children? Did God really ask you to be their mom? Both of my children are adopted, so Satan loves to place doubt in my mind when it comes to whether or not I'm good enough for my children. God has called me to be their mom, and yet here comes Satan with his questions, trying to deceive me into believing that I'm not good enough for the calling God has for me. Can you relate? Satan is very slick with his questions. He's great at asking questions. He knows how to ask 
just the right questions in order to place doubt in our minds. This is his goal. Not only to lead us into sin, but to get us to doubt God. Satan wants to break our trust in God. It would be like Satan coming up to my child and asking, did your mom really say not to drink the bleach? Or did your mom really say not to eat the dishwasher detergent pods? Satan knows it is poison. He not only wants to deceive us into doing things that are harmful for us, but he wants us to doubt God's protection. Read Genesis 3 again, but this time replace Eve with your child's name and God with your name. Or if you don't have children, um, replace Eve with you and God with your parents' name. And you'll start start to see the, the bigger picture here. God was protecting Adam and Eve and Satan tricked them into doubting God's word and protection. 2 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Just like parents want to protect their children from harm and will often say no to things for the sake of their protection, God wants to protect his children from harm. God truly knows what is best for us. But Satan wants to trick us into doubting God. Satan wants to take away our trust in God. He wants to deceive us into believing that God isn't really a loving father who knows what is best for us. That's ironic because Satan is also called the father of lies. And part of of those lies is trying to lie to us to trick us into believing that our heavenly father isn't a good father. Satan does this best by asking us, did God really say? How is Satan trying to deceive you in your walk with God right now? In what area of your life is Satan asking you, did God really say? In John chapter 8, Jesus is talking to some of the Jewish people who we're having a hard time believing in him. And this is how the Jewish people responded to him. And in John eight forty one, they said, the only father we have is God himself. And Jesus replied to them and said, if God were your father, you would love me for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding on the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet, because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. That might seem harsh, but it really was true. Satan is the father of all lies. Satan is a deceiver and a liar and he will do anything to trick us into not believing the words of Jesus. Satan isn't just a deceiver. 
but he's also a schemer. The word scheme in the Merriam-Webster dictionary means a plan or program of action, especially a crafty or secret one. Remember we read that Satan is the craftiest of every living thing. Just like God has a plan for our lives, so does Satan. He doesn't just aimlessly shoot arrows at us. Satan has a plan of action when it comes to your soul and it is a crafty one. I don't say this to scare people. God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, including crushing crushing Satan and his plans underneath our feet. But we can't be ignorant of the devil's schemes, of the devil's plans. Satan is constantly trying to test us and our faith in God. He did this with Job in, in Job chapter 1, and um, I encourage you to go go read it. But Satan most commonly does this through other people. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And yet how often do we believe that other people are purposely trying to harm us? I'm not excusing abuse here. There are people out there who do purposely harm others. But according to God's word, humans are not the problem Satan is. So we have reason to believe that Satan uses people to harm others. Basically what I'm saying is Satan is the mastermind behind the conflicts in your life. Your friend who hurt your feelings is not the enemy. Satan is. Your spouse is not the enemy when they hurt you. Satan is. Your rude boss is not the enemy. Satan is. <laughs> Your in-laws are not the enemy. As hard as that is to believe sometimes, Satan is. Satan loves to use the people closest to you to hurt you. He loves to scheme in your relationships and pit one person against another. Are you aware of the devil's schemes, not only in your relationship with God, but also in your relationship with others? Satan not only wants to deceive you into doubting God, he wants to deceive you into doubting others. Satan is the mastermind behind our trust issues. This is a huge struggle for me. It is so much easier for me to trust God who is perfect and faithful than it is for me to trust people. 
People are not perfect and they often hurt those around them. When I'm having trouble trusting people, it it helps to remind myself that I am broken and flawed too. As the saying goes, hurt people hurt people. And Satan has used me as a tool to hurt others just as much as he has used others to hurt me. We are not victims to Satan's schemes. We are the very tools he uses. I'm going to say that one more time. We are not just victims to Satan's schemes. We are the very tools he uses. Which is why we are in desperate need of God's grace in our lives. Whether we are having trouble trusting God or trusting people, you can guarantee Satan is behind it. Feeding our doubt with his questions and second guessing. I was talking to um, to my mentor yesterday about this very thing, and I was telling her that I just find myself in a place where I want to guard my heart. I want to guard my heart from from heartbreak, from um, from people who might break my heart, from relationships that will hurt me, um, from friendships that. Um, that will hurt or that won't turn out, um, the way I want them to. Or, um, so I, I tend to put people at at arm's length because I want to guard my heart. And, um, she just had so much wisdom to share in that. And that, um, that when we guard our heart, we're really just missing out on, on the love that, that God has for us to share and, and the love that other people have for us. And, um, we really just become bitter ourselves when, when we do that. Um, so I don't think Jesus really wants us to guard our heart in fear from people in fear of, of what people might do or how people might hurt us. Um, I think Jesus wants us to be vulnerable and to um, to take a leap of faith, even when it comes to human relationships, and that is really hard. Jesus asks us to forgive the people who have hurt us, who do hurt us, and to forgive not just once, but to forgive over and over again, because that's what He does. That's what Jesus does for us. Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 2, 9 through 11, Another reason I wrote you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. Anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes." About a year ago, I was talking to my dad about this very thing. And I remember telling him that forgiveness isn't, or I remember him telling me, sorry, that forgiveness isn't a one and done thing. So he told me that forgiveness isn't a one-time thing. It's, It's a constant action. Every time I think about how others have hurt me, I need to mentally forgive them all over again. Otherwise, I just trap myself in bitterness. I have to choose to forgive the same offense over and over again. 
because guaranteed Satan is going to bring it back to my mind over and over again. And I don't want him to outwit me with his mental schemes. Forgiveness is a tool we can use against the devil and his schemes. And God's word tells us to use this tool. So what did we discover today? What did we learn? That the devil is a deceiver. The devil is a schemer. And he is the father of all lies. It is important for us to be aware of his schemes and tricks. But our best form of defense is putting on the full armor of God. We will discuss how to take our stand against the devil using the full armor of God in a future episode. But for now, I just want you to think about how is the devil trying to deceive and lie and scheme in your life? How, again, how is he asking you, did God really say in what areas of your life is he saying to you, did God really say and trying to get you to question your faith in God? And not only that, how is the devil trying to get you or deceive you into questioning your relationships with other people? It's really important for us to pay attention to how the devil is trying to work in our life. Tune in next time as we learn more about the devil and how he is our enemy. Thank you for listening to the When I Am Weak podcast.